Are Disney adults born or made? Let's discuss. Welcome to Princess and Scoundrel, where we take you along our scrappily ever after, from Fantasyland to Tatooine and everything in between. I'm Sarah. And I'm Steven. And we're talking about Disney adults. It happens. It happens. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> I know there's this like negative connotation around Disney adults, but I think we've recently recruited another couple <laughs> Disney adults into the club. It's funny because it just, it's, I don't know how it happens. And that's what we're going to try to figure out. That's a nice, that's a nice segue. Yeah. So without further ado, we are bringing our friends on. You know him from our Think the Maker Network. He is the host of Think the Maker, Adam, and his wonderful wife, Jill. Thank you guys for coming to hang out with us. Hello Thank you there. for having us. So you guys recently went on your first trip together to Disney World, right? Yes. And my first trip, point blank, period. In life. In ever. life. Yes. <laughs> First vacation ever. So First vacation <laughs> ever. No days off for life. <laughs> so my my first kind of like, let's just jump off from here is kind of to Adam. From what we knew, you weren't a very much, you weren't a Disney goer per se. You know, you, you kind of knew of it, and but you'd been to Galaxy's Edge. So was there something at Galaxy's Edge that kind of intrigued you enough that you said, you know what? We need to, you know, I need to bring my wife, bring my family here and come check this out. Well, uh, there's kind of like two parts to the answer to that question. One, I did grow up going to Disney World and Epcot and like Florida in general, like being from Missouri, and it's probably the same in Texas, like Florida is like the go-to like summer vacation spot or spring break or whatever. It, like Florida in general, like if someone's going to move from Missouri and retire, they go to Florida. If someone's going <laughs> to go on a vacation you know, and it's like the one thing that they can afford. It's like the panhandle and they can drive there or they're going to go for it and go all the way down to Disney and Universal. So we did that. And the Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals had spring training or have always had spring training in Florida. Yeah. Right. And it was St. Pete and for a long time. So my parents go to spring training like almost every single year. My uncle lives in Pensacola. So the fact that we were always driving to Florida and never just drove the car to Disney World <laughs> was very offensive to me as a child. A point and of contention. Most of my adult life, too. <laughs> so I had been there quite a bit, but I was always more like a Universal and Epcot kind of fan. I, of course, grew up watching Disney movies, and I had been to Magic Kingdom plenty of times and whatever, but I was, I was never like a Mickey ears wearing kind of like Disney fan. But once Galaxy's Edge came around, I, of course, lost my mind, like had to go there. We had so many conversations as it was being built, as, as it was being planned. Like, how soon I was going to be able to go? Like, were we going to go there for my 40th birthday? Blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Um, finally went, like, not long after it opened, right before the pandemic. You went, he went the first week of March 2020. Yeah, so. Oh. Great timing. <laughs> early on, <laughs> right at the line before the pandemic. I came back swearing, like, dude, I've got COVID. I have it. Dude, I, he, I was in LA. I had COVID. He was like, I need to get a test. I need to get a test. I was on a plane. I came from LA and I was like, there are five tests total in the state of Missouri right now. I don't think you're going to be the person <laughs> to give one of them to, but sure, go for it. Point being, going there, and granted, I you know, I went to Batu West, but I was like, just, I've talked about this on the podcast before, not so interested in going to Magic Kingdom, but 
very much a changed adult person when it came to like park going. I was fully invested. And when it came time to like finally plan a vacation together, which we had, we hadn't done in a long time. We, she had come to lots of places with me for tour. We had done lots of family vacations. We had been to Florida for a couple family weddings and things, but we hadn't taken like a proper legitimate do what we want, not have any other schedule type of vacation in a long, long time. And we were talking about Hawaii and long story short, it just, it was a lot to try to plan and we were doing it. Long story short, we both have ADHD and like three weeks before we were going to go, we were like, okay, we probably can't go to Hawaii in like 19 days. So that one's off the table. (laughs) So let's just do Disney instead. And she, of course, like the story she's probably about to tell, uh, hadn't gone for all these reasons. So we said, screw it. Let's just go to Disney because in a lot of ways it's like really easy. You know, you don't have to plan like a whole bunch of landmarks to hit. Like we, There are so many people who would like beat you upside the head for saying that, I feel like. <laughs> right, but, but it is easy in terms of like it's all self-contained. Contained, yes. Like when we were looking up Hawaii vacations, we were uh, trying to like go into forums and stuff, hitting up friends who'd been there, trying to find like the best lost tour, the best volcano tour, the best whatever. Whereas Disney's like, let's just go to Disney. Our good friend is a booking agent who knows everything. I've been there recently for galaxy's edge you know i know the other parks enough let's just do that and we decided let's go for it and i couldn't be more stoked now's the time where you tell the story about how your childhood was ruined by france (laughs) well which one i'm joking i'm totally kidding um kind of so i think i was maybe five when aladdin came out so i was like getting soup you know jasmine was my favorite so i was getting super into disney i was like yo mom can we go to disney and she was like well Surprise, I'm pregnant, so I'm um, not going to go waddle around Disney while I'm, like, six months pregnant. And she's like, plus, you know, let's wait until the baby is old enough. And so the baby was finally old enough. And then, surprise, pregnant again. Oh. So by the time the youngest one would have been old enough to enjoy it, I was, like, over it. I was, like, 17. I was like, I'm not going to go to Disney with my family. Like, this is stupid. I hate everything. I'm a teenager. But it worked because. But then they finally went after you were, like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a young adult and out of the house. Yeah, that's correct. So yeah. I Post. got ditched. But such is life for an oldest child. I mean, so she did keep her promise. Your mom did. Of Just going to Disney. To me. <laughs> so to you. we'll just wait until you're an adult and you're out and we don't have to pay for you. She <laughs> said we'll go to Disney. She didn't say you were part of that we. <laughs> that is very, very true. I thought it was implied, but I was not correct. <laughs> okay, so you, this was your very first trip to Disney. Do you yes. feel like essentially being deprived of Disney for so long, like waiting your entire life, wanting to go and finally going, do you feel like you appreciated it more than like Adam who got to go visit Disney World as a kid? I think being able to fully absorb it for the first time as an adult is definitely different. And also I just think of all the stuff that we bought that like I would have just been begging my parents for and like the yeah. A whole ass tantrum in the middle of the store. And we like, talked about that repeatedly. Yeah. How we're just like, you want to get this? Cool. But yep. if the kid said, I want this, we would have been like, shut up. You're yeah. going to get what you get. Get back in the stroller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, from that, I like, I think, I think I'm glad that it transpired the way it did. And even the booking of it, too. Like, I think part of the reason that I had never gone is because I have really bad anxiety and I like want to make the most of everything. 
and I'm an over planner. And so like just the idea of like planning that all out was daunting. So the fact that we were just kind of like, all right, we'll go in three weeks took like that element out of it. So I couldn't really be that stressed out about it. So that ended up working out really well too. Yeah. It just put it on one of our friends who could stress. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank she you, stresses out about it for a living. Out. Well, the funny thing you say that like, oh, I didn't have to stress about it. And I mean, that alone, like people stress out all the time over Disney vacations. Like that's kind of the thing about Disney is it's just like it's overcomplicated for being like a family destination that you are supposed to go and but escape. But I think it comes from trying to make the most of whatever you think. It's your expectation. Yeah, you have expectations. So you try to make the most of that. Yeah. And the it's, FOMO that comes from like, oh, well, what if we don't get on this ride? Then are, are we going to yes. ruin our whole experience? And I still never got on Slinky Dog, which I'm a little salty about. But yeah, <laughs> can always go. There's back. always next time. Always next time. So, Jill, I I kind of had a similar, somewhat uh, uh, experience with Disney. I went as a teenager, but I was too cool, and this was lame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was something where I remember going, but don't really remember much of it. And I, you know, again, I was. Super excited about Universal, wanted to ride the roller coasters and whatnot. Was there ever a point that you felt that, hey, I need, like, not that I want to go to Disney, but I just need to go now because you have other people talking about it so much. You're like, ah, like, what are, what are they talking about? I, I just need, like, a FOMO. Like an obligation. An yes. obligation to go just because. 100%. It's like one of those things where, you know, you find out like the 17 year old weird kid has never learned to ride a bike. Like yeah. that's, that's how I feel. Like, I'm just like, okay, am I the only like 35 year old woman who has never been to Disney? That's what it felt like. So, um, now I'm not in that camp anymore. Yay. Now you're on the other side graduated. of graduated. <laughs> yeah. But FOMO definitely factored into it. So I'm glad that I was just like, if I don't go before I'm 40, like, the rules are I'm going to Disney and I'm getting an in-ground pool. By the time I'm 40 past that, I don't really care what happens. So We're 50% like through the bucket list. We yeah. are. Yeah. Exactly. The, the turning 40 bucket list. Yes. Kicking don't let your dreams be young dreams. person bucket. Yeah. <laughs> I have a little bit to Talked go. about the FOMO of it. You're a little salty. You didn't ride Slinky Dog. What expectations did you guys have going into the trip? I, I didn't fully understand like what the the genie plus thing was, I didn't understand like what the lightning lanes were. So I was just kind of like, okay, we're going to go there. And you know, out of like the 10 rides that I want to ride, we're probably going to get to ride three and we'll just be in line forever. And you know, that's just like part of the experience and it is what it is. And aside from the one ride that we decided to wait in line for, and then we ditched Aerosmith because we decided that we, that was not a priority. But aside from that, we ended up doing the genie pass that's what it's called right yeah, genie plus genie, yeah genie plus plus, plus. and yeah. everything's a plus now it, and like all you know all my friends like i have some disney friends and they were like don't get that that sucks it's like not worth it it worked out so well for us yeah. i don't know if we just got lucky we'll talk about expectations like having not been before and having not you know had expectations based on the right. the pre-covid standards mm -hmm. to us it was like Damn, you just book it and then you just basically go on? We're like, sick. Genie Plus is a weird one, though, because if you learn how to use it, it works really well. And if you're in the like, if you're in the right park and you buy it early enough, conditions have to be pretty good to make the most of it. But I think you guys went into it with the right mindset of like, okay, there's 10 rides I want to ride over this whole week that you were there. 
you're like, if I ride 10 rides over a week, I'm golden. But if I ride three of them, like it is what it is. So like your expectations, Mm -hmm. which is a terrible thing to like lower your expectations, but. No, but you don't want to like overhype it and not get to do all the stuff that you want to do. I mean, I just, and that's another part of the, like, that's part of the reason I didn't like super look into it because I just kind of, I was like, either the lines are going to be long or they're not, or we're going to pay for the thing that makes them not. So (laughs) yeah. There you go. Well, I, I, again, I think it's, it, it works when it works, but, but the times and, and again, you know, we could go like really in detail, but the argument that I always make is it makes you wait outside of the line. So if you're going to go eat, you're going to go hang out, go sit down or whatever. That's what you're doing instead of waiting in the physical line. And then you go, you know, cut the line basically. So that's, I think to me, that's what it's doing. But it's great because like you haven't experienced any of that. So you didn't have an expect. You're like, hey, while I'm waiting, let me go try this food. Let me try this dessert. Whereas like people that go all the time, you're like, you know, next, next, next. I want to go get the next one. And it's like, just slow down a little bit. And there's so much to see just in like a strolling around and taking it in yeah. kind of way that having been there for the first, like th- there were actually a few parks that, well, what do we do total? I mean, I, I hadn't been to Animal Kingdom. I hadn't been to the rest of Hollywood Studios. So there was a lot for me, too, where it was like, okay, well, let's just book that window of time for that ride and then just literally go look at stuff yeah. and eat again. Yeah. You know, which we did way too much of. Yes, we did. We ate just because we saw something on the menu uh, that we liked repeatedly, whether or not we were hungry. So yeah. we had no shortage of like things to do and things to see while we were waiting. And like you said waiting outside the line rather than what we grew up on in, in St. Louis sitting in like the Ninja roller coaster ride line for an hour and a half, two, three hours, whatever, over and over and over. If you wait three hours to ride the Ninja, you're more mentally ill than I am. I used to when I was like 13. I was like, dude, I'm going to sit here all day. That thing sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. (laughs) So having grown up with that, like, yeah, of course, like, We'll book the thing and go walk around and have fun and eat another unnecessary thing and then go wait in line for 13 minutes. Yeah, it was great. Or go find places to get our picture taken. Yeah, Y'all did a lot of that. So speaking <laughs> of the lines, did you wait in any lines to actually look at the queues? We ended up, we were trying to figure out how to get on the Avatar ride because, you know, certain ones are lightning lane only or whatever and we missed the window. And so we decided... I think we got in line, like, does it close at 8? I think we got in line at, like, 7.50. And we ended up getting on it within, like, an hour. But I was, like, kind of stressed out until, like, halfway through line because I was like, I probably should have peed before we got (laughs) Oh, no. But then they had bathrooms halfway through. So I was like, okay, this is a cool ride. But there's so much (laughs) stuff to see and, like, you know, just take in, like you said, in the lines. It's just... It's almost not even a big deal. Yeah, and that's the thing that Disney does so well is they make the whole queuing and and waiting process so much more, if not interactive, at least more interesting yes. than yep. a lot of places. Like you go to you know Six Flags or any any other kind of like amusement park, and there's some stuff in line that you know I I'm thinking of like the Mister Freeze at oh our Six that's Flags exactly what I was gonna say that or has the- like a, a cardboard cutout style thing of like a character. <laughs> so he's definitely next level. So that yeah, and especially Galaxy's Edge. Like the very first time I went to Galaxy's Edge, 
we were with a friend who had some kind of hookup where we would basically go through through the accessibility line and skip all of the stuff. And it was cool the first time, but then the next day when we went without her, I was like, damn, there's all this stuff in the line. And I was doing <laughs> the thing in the app and like seeing all the great things, like full-blown like movie sets, essentially, you're, you're sitting and waiting in. So when you do actually go sit in it, it's not bad. I think if you have kids with you and they're bored and they're nagging and like, oh, you know, when are we going to get there? That's one thing. But as some adults that are just chilling and in the case of the Avatar line, I did a little bit of whining though. You weren't you weren't totally chilling. <laughs> but you know, in the case of Avatar doing it at night, like Sarah, you recommended being in that world at night to see all the kind of the bioluminescence yes, type stuff. That was awesome. It made the line actually really fun because every time we'd get to like a new little turn where there was a vantage point or an opportunity for a picture, we would take advantage of that and we w- would actually use that time to you know create more experiences rather than just stopping our feet that we weren't in it yet. You you created the experience of already being on Zillow and looking at houses in Orlando while we were in line for the Avatar ride. It was happening as you were there. We were literally not, I don't think we were, we were in, I don't think we were in Orlando for 24 hours and I like look over because I'm like, oh, is he like looking at the stuff for tomorrow? No, he's looking at houses. So yeah, that was an experience for him. So the Avatar ride, I have my story that, happened to me while we were at Disney my phone got too hot and I guess got wet and just died so I had no phone for this trip but it still worked because I could text on my watch but I had to or I didn't have to but I sat through the avatar line because we do rider swap because we have the kids so by myself going sitting through that hour and a half wait with no phone just looking, just like old school. Yeah. Uh, hmm. What um, an interesting rock. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what's around the bend. Another rock. <laughs> Look like, at that I one. I know we all did it's that, bigger. but it's just, it's like so unfathomable. It's weird to think about life before yeah. Yeah. being able to distract yourself with your phone. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, the fact that like that's such a core memory for you it was like, I had to wait I in love line the ride. for an hour and a half without it, my phone. my favorite ride. Uh, out of all the rides, you know, I love the Star Wars rides, but it's because the way it, it is, it feels like a personal ride. It's my favorite. And just so we're clear, when we're talking about the Avatar ride, we're talking about Flight, Flight of, of Passage, Passage, not the Navi River yeah. Journey, <laughs> because those are two very different <laughs> rides. Yes. The the Navi River Journey is the first ride that I ever went on at Disney. But oh, I thought yeah. it was tight. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it. I mean, it, all, it only but goes up from there. The Shaman. If that was your first <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing the wrong with it. It's was... just not... It's yeah, it's you know. It is it is like classic Disney though, you know? Yeah. Like it's a boat ride. It's, yeah, a boat ride going back to the very beginning. Well the at like the flight of passage one, so we that's the one that we actually like waited in line for. And the closer we got, you know, there's the signs that are like, if you're afraid of heights, which yeah, I am. Oh no. Like, maybe you don't want to do this. And I was like, oh, like this is the one I waited in line for like <laughs> so I just uh made myself do it and I'm really glad I it wasn't like I don't know I understand maybe I have a different fear of heights than other people do but I really really your fear of heights is very rational you know it, it's not like well I mean I like expect that like I'm I'm the same just to a different degree like if I'm st- if I'm standing on the edge of a building with no railing no glass I'm scared as hell 
you're the same, but you prefer to be like 30 feet back from the edge. You know, we're it, not on the edge at all. Right. We went to the Hoover Dam after we were in Vegas, and I was like, I can't be out here. Like, this is not my scene. I'm going to go <laughs> inside and play on my phone that I have, luckily, this time. <laughs> point, point being, knowing that you're on a ride, you're you're in a harness. Exactly. Like, you can go on roller well, coasters when you, when you have, like, you have some peace of mind. And they you know? give you glasses, too. Yeah. And, like, I think part of my fear of heights comes from the fact that I wear glasses and I'm scared, like, if I look over the edge, they're going to fall off. And that just freaks me out even more. So, like, yeah. once we put glasses on, I was like, oh, okay, my glasses aren't going to fall off. This is cool. Yeah, there's some, like, childhood trauma involved. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. But the thing with Flight of Passage is, like, it says if you're afraid of heights, but if you don't think about it, you don't know that you're high up either because just of the way that it's yeah. designed. But, okay, so you mentioned, you guys have mentioned Six Flags many a time, which <laughs> is an amusement park, right? And then you go to Disney, and Disney is a theme park. So there's a big difference between those two types of destinations. But then beyond that, Disney has, and I'm sure you guys have heard of it before, what's called the Disney magic, right? So it could be as simple as cast members showing kindness to people or awesome character interactions that maybe you experienced or maybe you saw characters interacting with somebody else and you just feel this for uh, it, for us it just feels like love it feels like warmth it's amazing so did you experience any of the disney magic while you guys were on your trip i think so i think some of it was disney magic and some like you said was like we got there and I think I unpacked my clothes in the hotel room for the first time ever in my life. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in one place. It's a cool place. There's food. There's squirrels. People are in a good mood. Um, it was really and like it is really cool to see like all the little girls in the princess dresses and then like meeting the princesses like, you know, it's just like making their day. And so I think that was probably my favorite part, honestly, besides the dinosaur ride. I like that, too. <laughs> it's very magical for me. Yeah. I was, doesn't like dinosaurs? Yeah. I was, I am a huge fan of the movie Clifford. I don't know if we've ever discussed this. It's where Martin Short plays the little kid. Dude, if you haven't watched not, not it. The, not the big red dog. Not but. the big red dog. But if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. There's a dinosaur ride involved in it. So that was kind of like my Disney princess moment. I was like, oh my God, I'm a Larry the Scary Rex kind of. So yeah. I enjoyed that. <laughs> But there's definitely a different feeling, like, in the air there, if you will. So, yeah, I would say yes. My answer would be yes. <laughs> yeah. There, TLDR. There, there is, despite, you know, times where the park's just packed. Like, we happened to time a couple yeah. of the days really poorly. Like we, I did not feel the magic in Magic Kingdom on a Monday morning at, like, 11 a.m. But, But we I could appreciate... Say, the other people who maybe were the children. So I got my way on Saturday. So we, Thursday we went to Animal Kingdom. Friday we went to Epcot. Then Saturday we went to Hollywood Studios. And then kind of like came back, took a breather, and then went to Magic Kingdom probably at like 8 p.m. on Saturday. Because we were mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. This one's open till 11. Amazing. At night, it was so cool. And like, go, so going back during the day, like, cause there, there weren't that many people there. Like right. we got on pretty much every ride that we want. I think we waited like 
five minutes maybe for it's a small world and yeah. then somebody from st louis recognized adam so why wouldn't that happen <laughs> it um, is a small world it was all. so i was like, oh, this is gonna happen right here of all places this is gonna happen but magic kingdom at night was like my favorite thing ever yeah so but, but then like you said during the day it is cool to see like all the little yeah and and you know i i i still have those moments every time at galaxy's edge where i'm just i'm so immersed and completely elated i and, really liked galaxy's edge is that a that's I a quiet confession to, <laughs> i didn't really, expect to like it as much as i did it's really good isn't it it's is really good Really good. That's your analysis. I'm, I'm, like really well done. It is very it's well executed. Yes. Regardless of how into Star Wars or not yeah. a park goer no, might be, it is you. You have to appreciate it. Like even yeah. my dad, who I think has never seen a Star Wars movie in his life. Probably, I don't know. That's just a conjecture. But anyway, he would go there and he would be like, "Holy, this is awesome." Yeah, and, and appreciate. Yeah. The the. The, the like the 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 people who created it the if detail. nothing else the like, de- the attention to yeah. detail and like the the world building the the immersive nature of it and i think that's why we loved animal kingdom so much as well because it is a newer park relatively i mean it's not brand new but it's it's one of the newer ones and it's it's so well crafted yeah that you can't you can't help but look at it and go damn we're just in Florida right now. Right. And but it feels like we're legitimately like, you know, at like a a base camp in the Himalayas yeah. for a moment, you know? Yeah. That kind of stuff. So uh th- those are the most magical moments to me when I am so immersed in You just like zoom out for a second and you're yeah, like, Holy like Yeah, like this is a vacation, but I feel like I'm in a in a completely otherworldly kind of yes. uh, location. So yeah. that that's that's great. And then also seeing like just how how enthusiastic cast members mm-hmm. typically are. Of course there are plenty of people who just don't want to be there that day or they've been working there for 17 years and they're it's about their time to move on. <laughs> but more often than not, cast members are just stoked and they're they're super nice and when it comes to, you know, photos for example, they're they're just all smiles and give me this pose, do this. Okay. Have a great day. You know, it's much different from the, again, sorry to keep bashing on six flags, but it's like, <laughs> you know, Poor it's like the flags. scene fr- from idiocracy, like walking into Costco. Welcome to Costco. I love you. You know? Yeah. So Disney is very emotional, both on the good side of it just being awesome. And you're having a good time. You feel really immersed. You see the magic, but then also on the opposite side of it, there's lots of strong emotions. On the bad side, people get really stressed out. Families are melting down by the end of the day. You guys seemed to just have a ball the entire time. So how did you, you touched on it a little bit where you're just like, well, we planned it three weeks ahead and it was what it was. But how did you mitigate any of that stress like in the moment of the trip? Because that's something that a lot of people, I we do it too. Like we get in our heads and we're just like, why won't you listen to me, child? Or get out of the way. We're pushing a stroller. And it's like, we, we get in our own head and we stress out. Oh, for sure. How did Definitely. you guys mitigate or I guess navigate around that? For me, the days where we went back and took breaks yeah. were a lot easier because like the first couple of days were kind of stressful because, you know, it was my first time there. And I'm like, okay, 
It's it opens at 8 a.m. We're getting there at 8 a.m. and we are going until like 8 p.m. No matter what. And by like two o'clock, I feel like you know I got hit by a truck. So that was definitely stressful the first couple of days. Just trying to think, you know, trying trying to pack it all in. And then you know we got there on a Thursday, which was perfect because. It wasn't too crazy at Animal mm-hmm. Kingdom. And then we went into the weekend and it was definitely like, okay, people don't know where to walk. People, you know, yeah. there were the people in Germany when we were at Epcot mm-hmm. that were just like, I forget what the photo op was, but they were just, there was like a con. Oh no, it was Hollywood Studios. There was just like a congregation of people with strollers. It was yes. like a group of like 10 people and they were in the middle of the walkway and I just wanted to be like, completely, Y'all. Completely blocking a walkway. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, so, it could have been aside us. from like, <laughs> in, in, inside of the aside from the the inherent stress that comes from crowding. Yes, the, there were a few moments like that where it was like peak. I mean, who knows what it's like, what it was like pre-COVID, but yeah. like like peak. Uh, not, they weren't at capacity, but it was enough people that it, like over and over. I was like, oh my god, pay attention to social cues. Learn how to walk. What's wrong with you? I'm gonna stab you. But. <laughs> Overall, not too bad because, again, we don't have kids and we were just yeah. like, we'll do what we want to do. Yeah, I fully understand why my parents did not want to drag <laughs> us all there now. Like, experiencing it as an adult, like, I'm like, okay, that tracks. I wouldn't. Yeah. And I like, think we've kind of done the same thing, like, with the, you know, midday breaks with the kids. You have to. But it's beneficial to us as well because it's just kind of like, hey, we all kind of just get a break. And it's great coming back to the parks because you could see all the meltdowns that people are having and you come in refreshed, you know, ready to go for part two. You're like, I just took a 45 minute nap. (laughs) Bring it on, Magic Kingdom. We also, uh, I feel like we're both excited for the next time we go. Yes. Now having a better handle. Having like kind of a strategy. I will say the one thing that we were not very good at, and this is not an issue for most people probably because- there, I know, I'm pretty sure there are vegan options basically everywhere if you, like, ask them. But as far as just, like, walking up and, you know, getting something, we didn't we didn't really map those things out very well. Right. So we would have, like, a, you know, we would have, I think, like, the, what's the, the racing ride that's in uh, Epcot? Test track? The Chevy one or something? Yes. Yeah, test track, yeah. So we had that, and then, like, we were hungry, and we didn't realize that Connections had stuff, so we, like, walked all the way back over. And then we were like, okay, back over. So we, like, now that we know the layout a little bit better and, like, where we want to go, that was definitely stressful. But, again, probably not an issue for most people who don't have dietary restrictions. I remember one day we are like, okay, well, we're only trying to do X, Y, Z on this day, so this is – we're, this is probably going to be like a less walking day, you know, looking, referencing her Apple watch, um, data. We were like, okay, well we walked like nine miles yesterday. Hopefully today will be less, and but we ended like up like 11 miles. Yeah. We walked more because <laughs> it was, it was like food related in a lot of, in a lot of ways. We're like, I'm okay, very food motivated. We have to go across the park to get so-and-so. So there's that kind of stuff. So, so when we come back, we'll be able to plan for that. And we'll also know, that there's certain rides we just we don't need to check off a list anymore. Exactly that too. Because like, eh, do you feel like that? No, whatever. You know we've done that kind right. of thing. Right. I do want to do the Guardians of the Galaxy ride again though. That yeah. was I think that was one of my favorite ones. It it's was really good. awesome. That's the nice thing though about like 
your first time you want is everything is new. You want to experience absolutely everything. And it tends to be more of like the rides, right? Because you, Mm -hmm. you think of it like an amusement park where the attraction is the rides, the attractions, but then the next time you go, you're like, oh, well, I could just, you know, catch a parade or catch a show or I can just yes. watch and walk around. And like Steven's favorite thing to do is to sit in the hubgrass with his he goes and gets little like food from Casey's Corner, sits in the hubgrass and just like people watches. It, it's people the best. watching yeah. there is like, oh, boy, just taking it yeah. in. It's great. So. People watching at Six Flags. You know what? Actually, <laughs> that is one area where Six Flags beats Disney. The people yeah, I, watching yeah, I, at the I Six Flags that. in Eureka, Missouri is unparalleled. So let's analyze a little bit more. What is it that you think really imprinted on you on Disney? Like, what is it that is making you want to just go back? Or after 24 hours, you're already on Zillow looking at houses. And, and to give you an example... Like one of the things, like the first things that I noticed and I was just like, it felt, you know, again, from a universal or uh, Six Flags, it was- Astroworld. Poor one Ours was Astroworld. (gasps) But uh, it it was just so clean. And and that's like, I walked in and I was just like, wow. So like, so that was like one thing, like the very first thing that just kind of like- Their smells and their nice smells. Yeah. So (laughs) That's one of the things that I definitely noticed. Um- and I, you know, like I, like I said, I really liked Animal Kingdom and I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of like what factors into it for a lot of people is like seeing how much their kids are enjoying it and seeing like, you know, the interactions that they're having. And I don't have a child child, but I have a man child. And so like he loves it so much, like he loves just being Galaxy's Edge. So that's part of it for me for sure. But um, it's just... It's definitely, it's like top tier for sure. It's just, it's clean. It's pleasant. It just has a nice atmosphere. Everybody, all the staff members, like cast members, sorry, are very <laughs> accommodating. Yeah, this, you might as well call this episode, Why Disney's Great and Six Flags Sucks. But like, <laughs> we, we couldn't help but compare it to that over and over. Like the cleanliness is one thing. Like the, the attention to detail. It's all yes. the stuff that they talk about in, you know, the Imagineering series and all these other documentaries. Yeah. It, for, for me, part of part of wanting to be there all the time and part of what, what draws me back and makes me want to live within a 15-minute drive is... Now we're down to 15 minutes. It was 30 <laughs> before. So. No, 15, 37 <laughs> minutes, whatever. It's better than 16 hours. Yeah. Like what you're saying... Uh, you know, about Steven, your experience, just wanting to kind of take it in mm-hmm. and Galaxy's Edge is, is fully that because it, you know, as far as like amusement parks go, a lot of people would say like, well, it's only got two rides. What the hell? I, but I don't care. Like the rides are incredible, but I just want to be on that planet. It's like a where the it's people a, are. Yeah. It's a world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to be part of the world. You want to see them. Yeah. See them dancing. Well, and, and this is something that we've said <laughs> You know, regardless of if you could you could pick it apart, right? You could say, "Oh, it's just two rides," or "This is not nice because of this," or whatever. There's not enough vegan options. Yeah, there, yeah. there's there's things that really go you know get in there, but it comes down to we're still going to compare. Like this is now kind of that gold standard. What what Disney's exactly. doing is that gold, gold standard, standard. Yes. and then Astral, ah, okay, they're they're falling because they can't even get the two rides. They or the theming, they can't get that. They have only one vegan option or 
whatever the situation is. And I think Disney has done that well where, yes, people are going to complain because either it's Disney or it has some kind of shortfalling, but it still ends up being that kind of gold standard. Yep. It's so. the measuring stick. Going back to the the attention to detail, there's there's certain stuff that maybe not everyone notices, but I, as a person who, you know, is typically obsessed with detail and like I'm, I'm a very obsessive compulsive type person and I'm an, an artist and I'm a maker in general and the kind of person who's like, well, why would I pay someone to do that to our house when I can learn how to do it myself? It's only going to take 11 months. <laughs> right. That's that guy. So, <laughs> so little things like she was in the bathroom at the, you know, the front of Magic Kingdom and I'm just standing there staring and taking close-up pictures at the brick because I couldn't, I legitimately couldn't tell if yeah. that was the color of the brick or if it was painted and then the mortar was painted a different color. You know, like you would, you would notice that in a place that's old and run down because you would see the cracks and realize like, oh, they repainted this because it got old. But Disney, it's like, it's, it's all a facade. It's all fake. These aren't real black spires made of some kind of spacey mineral it's all artificial but it's done so well that you have to get like this close for anyone who's listening my hands are right in front of my face you have to get this close (laughs) to really see what's happening and I'm taking pictures like to send to our brother-in-law who's uh, a bricklayer you know and I come out of the bathroom and he's just taking pictures of bricks and I'm like (laughs) okay what's the plan like where are we going from here like Time's a wasting. <laughs> so it's that kind of stuff on a on a very micro level, and then backing up on a macro level and taking in the world that is just intoxicating to me and so compelling, and will draw me back again and again and again because there's just so much to see if if you if you can and will and are willing to experience it. Yes. At that depth, I'm personally pretty excited i would like to go i mean i definitely we're gonna go back probably within like if you had your way like you'd be back there this week before you leave for your tour but probably not gonna happen sorry um i would really actually like to go to disneyland next Mm -hmm. just because i would like to have a comparison you know because it's older and like i'm like i love the nostalgia stuff and like no doubt is my favorite band of all time. And I grew up listening to tragic kingdom. And so like that, you know, we've, I've been in downtown Disney. We've driven by Gwen Stefani's old house and like through Anaheim and all that stuff. So now once I actually make it inside of that park, it will be interesting to see how it compares to Disney. And then you can weigh in on Batu East versus West. Cause we've had this hot <laughs> yes. debate like lately. On the channel, there's a very like, <laughs> We're very divided on the East versus West over yep. here. That, that East Coast your... West beef is yeah, still there. Adam's been to both. Do you have a preference either way? Um, the only thing that I prefer one way or the other is the I, I do favor West in terms of how it transitions from world to world. Yeah, their critter country is it, good. They're indistinguishable. Like th- there's just something about that tunnel in Batu West, the way it transitions, like the rock, like the strata of the rock there how it transitions so seamlessly. Whereas coming from Toy Story Land. Yeah, Toy Story Land. Like you can uh, see the two into, worlds from each other. And yeah. like onto Batu is a little uh, jarring. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the only thing. Like once you're in it, you're in right. it. And to me, like, you know, I'm thinking about, uh, Ogus, it's right, it's right over here. You know, it, there's, there's, no, there's no difference when you're 
in like the like from the Falcon to like you know like the Droid Depot and Savvy's and stuff like that and even the market it's so similar it's just those paths between yeah. certain areas like technically Anaheim's bigger because the paths are longer because they had to you know work with the lay of the land but when you're right there it's the same planet it's yeah. the same world yep and it's it's so well done I mean Everything about the parks. Unless, Which one opened first? Uh, West. Anaheim. Yeah, it right? opened like that's three right. months before. Okay. okay. Unless you're... Yeah, that's it, right. It was like March and August or something. Right. Unless you're in there like constantly, you know, even the Magic Kingdom stuff, I don't know. It it all looks like Disneyland, <laughs> Disney World, whatever. It's like, it's so well done that it, it just doesn't matter. Like, there's little stuff, especially watching documentaries. I'm like, oh, that's Walt's apartment from when they were building, you know? Uh, But here in Florida, it's obviously not, you know? But I don't know. I think the debate is kind of pointless. Look at you. Okay, so then will you go on record and say that you guys are officially Disney adults? (laughs) Have we got you? This is a question for you. Um, I am... I am a Disney, I'm not a mouse ear wearing Disney adult, but I, I'm, I think I'm a Disney adult. It only requires a blood oath. You don't have to wear the the ears. It's like, are you obsessed? Like, do you just happen to be doom scrolling? I wonder what (laughs) Disney's doing right now. You know, what's going on over there? Yes. Okay. And I actually, I sent, I sent you a DM the other day because I follow like the vegan Disney world, uh accounts on instagram (laughs) and they have they have vegan street corn right now and i'm so Mm. sad that we missed it and we also didn't know you could order off menu vegan poutine in epcot because it was on menu last time i was there yeah um so so there's some other crap there now that's just not appealing when you're looking for poutine i will say but but it's still available off menu and we didn't know (laughs) i will say to to that point and to one of the questions earlier when I remembered seeing like on a blog that um, I think it's called Scoops that's in Hollywood Studios had vegan ice cream and I didn't see it on the menu. And so I walked up and I asked and they were like, oh, yeah. And, you know, me being vegetarian for as long as I have, you know, we're going to Taco Bell and we're saying give us beans instead of beef. And they're irritated about it. Those people were the nicest people like it was a huge pain in the ass for them to go like find the binder and be like I'm gonna go find this and this and they were so nice about it I was just like (laughs) do you remember you came back over and I was like that lady was so nice (laughs) so I'm delighted to hear that you feel like you're you are at least a galaxy's edge adult I know you're fully invested in animal kingdom yeah I'm an animal kingdom but I've been an animal kingdom adult since I was like three and a half yeah (laughs) even without being there yeah or an adult or <laughs> I grew up pretty fast being the oldest of four kids. Yeah. Give me some credit. You don't know what to put on this diaper, right? Yeah. Bye-bye. Um, so do you want to talk at all about the the dreams or borderline nightmares that you've been having pretty much nonstop no. since we got back? They have finally subsided. But for like, I think that's the telltale sign is 
like three weeks after I'm like waking up from a Disney nightmare. We're like trying to meet you guys, but I have to go to the bathroom because I didn't go to the bathroom ahead of time. (laughs) And then I'm like trying to find you. And, you know, we like we booked the lightning lane and we missed it by five minutes. And like we're trying to, you know. Oh, man. They have not stopped. You're so, in deep, dude. <laughs> just, I'm in pretty deep. You're, you're not to the and point of acceptance yet. You're still in the denial that's phase. That's the thing. Yeah. Like in many steps. Don't don't underestimate my ability to turn everything into an anxious situation. <laughs> but this in particular has haunted me for quite some time. Yeah. I, so, I I feel like it's in my subconscious now. I feel like you'll go back one time and it it'll all be okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like it's it's okay now. It's just like Again, salty about Slinky Dog, but mm-hmm. I think I'll feel totally different the next time. Yeah, because it'll, it'll be casual. It'll yeah, be, it'll be. Yeah, let's I'll be go like, oh, I didn't get to ride that the last time, Slinky Dog. So let's go do that first, and then. And start. dude, ultimately, for the record, like, yes, Slinky Dog is a long wait. It's hard to you know to grab for Disney Plus or whatever. Like, but it's we kind of ascertained this when we were there the last day. It's just the only real roller coaster in yeah. the thing that's like very kid focused. So that every little kid is like, I want to do the real one. Yeah. I would assume. Which you know? is why I want to do it. And aside from a Slinky being a perfect toy to to convert into a roller coaster train, yeah. you yeah. know, it doesn't seem like there's anything particularly special about it, right? It's not like thrilling like in any well. way. It, yeah. It's more of like a... It's a roller coaster for younger kids. Yeah. It's really cute okay. and it's fun and the theming is really good on it. But like if you had missed like Guardians of the Galaxy, I would have been like, oh man, that's a big bummer. But like Slinky Dog, it's fun, but it's also not one that we hit. I don't think we've ridden Slinky Dog in like well wow. over. Yeah. yeah, it's been it many, many trips. I, and again, I think we just kind of like gauge it like eh, it looks like it's going to be a shorter wait. We'll, we'll go ahead. And or we hop in right before park closed, yeah. and then it's usually like a 20, 30 minute wait. That's that's the move. But everybody's going to their respective ride. They're like, we try to get on Rise one time. Or the, I think this one of the last, last trip, times. yeah. And it, and the the timer it said thirty minutes, and we're like, okay, good. And then we stopped like at the gate, like outside, uh, outside. No, no, like yeah. Well, we're still outside, but it's kind of like the the front entrance gate. Oh, like. Between like lightning lane and standby. And I was like, this is not 30 minutes thinking that it was maybe just someone held up and it was me and Justin. We were waiting. We're like, no, this is not. So then we booked it. Y'all hoofed it over to me. I was in runaway railway. Y'all got there in like four minutes. It was impressive. But it was like, because once the park closes, quote closes, they don't let anybody get in line. So as long as you're in line, you're, you know, golden last ride. But Golden. Yeah. Dude, that's the other the thing. The way everybody thinks that stores work. If I get in there at 59, <laughs> then yeah. I can do all of my shopping for the next but three see, and a half weeks. Disney started doing that. So you're like, hey. It- exactly. <laughs> yep. That's the thing. It's like, your fault, Walter. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I'm really interested to know how cast members feel and like what their expectations are. Like, yes. are they scheduled if the park closes at eight, are they scheduled until 10? They have to be, or like even midnight, you know? Yeah. It has, they have to well, go well, over. In particular, we had, it was the cheer, cheer weekend. Yeah. So they were having like after hours parties. So they were going to be working a lot longer. They were working a lot later, but Adam, you didn't answer the question. Are you a Disney adult now? Bro, I've been a Disney adult. Since when the first do, time I went to Galaxy's Edge. No, since, <laughs> since the day that Disney acquired Lucasfilm, you've been a Disney adult. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. You were indoctrinated. Yeah. 
I was, uh, they inherited me from uh, yes. uh, the other property. You were yeah. grandfathered Look in. Look at you. Yes. You're a Disney grandfather, not a Disney adult. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't appreciate those age jokes. Oh, um, I mean, kinda, let's acknowledge it, it though. It's kind of rough, you guys. I think we can easily say you guys have been Disney adults for a long time, but this recent trip to Disney World has just grabbed hold of you and you guys are inching your way towards the Florida move. Yes. Yes. Pretty quickly, not even inching. You're you're sprinting over there as fast as you can. If he had his way, we would have bought a house while we were there. Um, I don't know financially if that's the journey for us. Maybe but, not the move with the um, interest rates right now. We will be there. Once, once he made the point that if we get a pool there, I can use it 12 months out of the year instead of like four and a half. I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. Look at that. Yep. So. And then cha-ching, you got that other one knocked right off. There. Yeah. <laughs> Bucket list done. <laughs> All right. I think that's a good place to wrap this episode up. Adam, Jill, is there anything that you guys want to talk about? Where can people find you on the internet? What do you have going on? Adam, I know you've got some a lot of stuff going on. You're Mr. Worldwide soon. Go to his profile and then click the ring. I don't even know what my Instagram name is right now. Okay. I am not a man. That's what it is. There we go. I'm not that exciting. Don't bother following me. <laughs> uh, my soul, I'm on Instagram at Adam the Skull. That's it. Just Instagram. Uh, follow Thank the Maker podcast on Instagram and TikTok at Thank the Maker pod. And, and don't get four dogs. And def, definitely just stop it too. That's my message. That's what I want to pass along to people is do not have four dogs. Three dogs is fine. Four dogs don't do it. Yeah. I like that. No and context advice. Yes. Yeah. That's, you know. All the other stuff, um, all the band stuff, at Story of the Year on, I, I guess, everything. And we're um, we're doing a short Australia tour. It's Not Fest, the Slipknot Festival, and then some sideshows in just a couple weeks. Uh, there's one festival show in Kansas City in June. and then That's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. That's going to be good. And then July, we're doing the majority of the Yellow Card U.S. Uh, Ocean Avenue 20th Anniversary Tour. And that'll be a really good time. We're not doing the West Coast, unfortunately. Anne Berlin's doing all of that in our slot. But it is a good, like, three weeks of shows. Mosh Eisley. Mosh oh, Eisley. I'm very, very excited to go bother everybody and put my Leia belt on upside down again and um, just party, you know? <laughs> No Jameson in your computer or White Claw, whatever it yeah, was. Whatever it was. Try to take it easy this time. Yeah. Try not to black out this time. But uh, yeah, right in the middle of the Yellow Card Tour, I will be leaving, meeting her in San Diego, doing Mosh Eisley, and then flying all the way back across to Florida to pick it up in Tampa. I'll be missing a show or two. It'll be fun. It's going to be so much fun. Tickets are still on sale. If you do want to buy tickets, MoshEisley.com. And I think that's it. We're good. We're out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. Until next time. 